are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you hit that mat the first time, your back gonna be like, ah, yeah, that shit's gonna fucking hurt. What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best in the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. I just got off work not too long ago. Smoking a black in my car. I'm honestly just sitting here. I just ate Taco Bell, too. What'd you get from Taco Bell? Uh, that little grilled fucking, that grilled cheese burrito shit. That shit was fire, nigga. And, and that shit, man, that shit was fucking delicious. See, when I go to Taco Bell, usually I get a two steak quesadillas, extra cheese, extra steak. So a big, fat-ass motherfucking, yeah, I love that shit. If Taco Bell was shut, where would you have gone? Oh, fuck, I don't fucking know. Probably home and made me a sandwich. I probably would have went to Wendy's. They got that fire-ass spicy chicken sandwich. So, yeah, I probably would have went there, but that bitch is high as fuck. Anywhere other than Little Caesars? Yeah, fuck Little Caesars, man. <laughs> I, 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 I got to, to be fucking broke to be wanting Little Caesars, man. <laughs> What is your, what is the, where did the beef come from with Little Caesars? Okay, Little Caesars is not fucking good, dog. Like, listen, all right, anytime you promote a pizza that's waiting on you already ready, that means it's ass. It's ass. It's been sitting in a fucking warming table. Like, come on, man. Come on, dog. Like, it's just fucking sitting there all day. What if you had to choose pizza from Little Caesars or listening to the White Album by the Beatles? I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> That's a bad day, Fuck right? That. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck listening to the Beatles. And Little, Little Caesars is tolerable when it's fr- like you catch it fresh out the oven. But the old ass pizza they got, dog, is as soon as that bitch turns room temperature, it's hard as a fucking rock. No, I'm good. I'm going to starve and I'm not going to listen to music. (laughs) 
All right, let's let's move on to something that we do like. We're going to send you onto a desert island, AJ Gray, and we are going to bird a DVD for you featuring three wrestling matches that you would happily watch while stranded. Uh, what would you like your first wrestling match to be? Uh, Suwama versus uh, Yoshihiro Takeyama because of the fi- of the finishing stretch where uh fucking Suwama catches a punt. Now he goes for like the fucking uh arm trap suplex. Takeyama fucking rocks him with a head, but that rocks fucking Suwama so fucking hard that he splits his own shit and he starts fucking leaking blood out the middle of his head. He fucking starts piecing him up with closed fists with your hella illegal in Japan, so it just adds to the fucking drama, and then he fucking kicks his motherfucker in the head and hits Everest German, bro. It's like the most realistic wrestling finish I've ever seen in my fucking life. Uh, any other matches of Takayama's that you're particularly a fan of? Uh, him and Kenta and Noah. Because it's when Kenta was uh, fucking uh, trying to, he was uh, doing his heavyweight stuff, and yo, Kenta's little feistiest little, he's like a fucking chihuahua with like like he, he like he thinks he's a pit bull, but he's still like two hundred pounds. And Takayama is still like six four, six five, and like he's trying his all to like knock this motherfucker out. And then like yo, Takayama's like, all right, little dude, sit the fuck down. And that shit is fucking lovely. It's just like it's lovely. It's it's lovely to see like shit like that. With someone like Takayama, he doesn't look like a typical athlete straight off the bat, but one of the toughest men that you will find in the wrestling ring. Insane that that man's toughness, like, it's literally insane. He gets to the point where he's literally fucking destroying people. In another lifetime, would that have been a match that you would have wanted? Oh, absolutely. 20 years earlier in Japan? Like, absolutely. He's obviously got a, a, a rugby background, which I think probably lends into a little bit of that toughness. To cross a little bit of paths here, you yourself, sir, have a bit of a football background, don't you? American football. I went to college to play American football. It was fun until I had to do that shit all day, every day, and then I fucking hated it. It, was, it became like a tedious task to wake up every morning. Who inspired you on the football pitch? Oh, uh, Ray Lewis. I know he I know he killed somebody, but football-wise, not real life-wise, uh, he was my fucking favorite player ever. There's something that would bring you back in no, the playing No, never more. pay me to get back on the football field. Fuck that. I am good. Body hurts enough as it is. I don't want it to hurt anymore. I woke up one morning and I said, I fucking hate this shit. I am done. I am done completely. I thought I was going to transfer to another university. And I like had I was already planning to do it and just fucking I got home and I had free time for the first time in like two years and I'm just like no I'm not doing this anymore fuck this I enjoy just being a normal human being and then I started wrestling now I'm no longer a normal human being when did you realize that wrestling was gonna be the way that you go once I started like losing my love for the football like I started watching Ring of Honor again I was like shit this shit is still kind of cool. I want to do this one day. Who caught your eye in Ring of Honor? Jay Briscoe. He wasn't. He didn't like a fucking wrestler. He was like a fucking really weird redneck dude off the street. But he was fucking people up. And I was like, hell yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, dude. Because a wrestler looks like someone who will fucking murder you with your hands, which Yoshihiro Takayama looks like. Also, Jay Briscoe looks like he will murder you with your hands. But when he walks to the ring in these fucking dingy shorts and this dingy fucking beard... He doesn't look like a wrestler in the sense where Takayama walks full geared up to the ring. After seeing Jay, then after watching Ring of Honor, how did you go about training? I didn't. 
I looked on YouTube and learned how to bump and how to hit the ropes. And someone was like, hell yeah, dude, we'll give you a match. And I was like, all right, sick. When I did a bump on my bed, I was like, I got this. And I just kept going, and here I am. So who gave you your first match? Uh, this guy named Brandon White. He's like a random-ass guy in West Tennessee. Now, I reached out to this one random promotion. They were like, yeah, come on, we'll, we'll see what you got. And they're like, yeah, dude, you got it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, here's a match. Go for 12 minutes. I'm like, all right, sick. Uh, are you still in touch with Brandon? No. Uh, he stayed around locally, and I just wanted to keep growing and keep getting better and keep traveling. Some people do choose to stay local, but you obviously, as you say, you wanted to, to do a little bit more, which is what's led you to where you are now. And it brings us to our second match for your DVD. What would you like your second wrestling match to be for your DVD, sir? Kazunari Murakami versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi in the empty arena cage match i actually saw it on twitter and i was because I, I i cause I just kept seeing these fucking like videos and like clips and pictures of murakami looking like a sadistic madman and i actually like looked them up I'm like holy fuck this guy looks like a fucking sicko i like him like he just has like a fucking scowl on his face at all times i feel like yeah i want to i want to fucking i want to watch this guy man murakami beating the living fucking shit out of fucking Tanahashi, which is something you really don't expect to see. Like, you don't expect to see, like, your ace getting pummeled. Like, Murakami is, like, a murderer. Like, this is the same man that would step on Minoru Suzuki's face in the corner with, like, very little fucking, like, consequence. It's just so... It's just... The, the intrigue of, hey, man, this is a guy we believe will take our company new heights. Let's put him in here with this fucking crazed madman. It's, it's like, that's, that's fucking wrestling for me. That is fucking it. That is fucking it. That's it right there. What to you makes a, a great wrestling match? Uh, the connection with the crowd, the connection with the connection with the, the paying customer. And just like the cleanliness, not even actually, no, not the cleanliness, because a lot of clean wrestling gets zero reaction. But just like to me personally, it's just like things done to make those people in the crowd lose their fucking heads. Like, because my third match is like going to be the perfect example of that. We've seen a lot of empty arena wrestling over the last couple of months. I don't know how you found performing in that environment, if you even have had a chance to. Well, I mean, I've been on a show with, like, ten people, so it's practically the same fucking thing. But, like, no, I really haven't. But, like, I, I probably actually wouldn't treat it any different because I'm deaf in my left ear, so I can't be hearing shit half the time. So with me not being able to hear, it's not like I hear the crowd going crazy. I can hear, like, little mumbles, but it's not like, oh, yeah, I can hear them rocking right now. So... If I'm in there, like, in, a, in an empty-ass arena, I'm still just, like, so, like, almost tunnel vision focused on, like, what I have to do. So, like, I don't even pay attention to, like, any outside distraction. When did you realize that connection with the crowd was, was such a crucial part? When people started, like, fucking, they, people started booking me a lot, and I noticed, like, hey, they like me. I'm not doing nearly the same amount of shit that everyone else is doing man okay i guess i guess this is what connection with the crowd means how have you found life during the pandemic that we've been through at the moment <laughs> i fucking hate it I fucking hate all this shit fuck this <laughs> fuck covid please go away 
Please let us have real fucking life back, man. What have you done to keep yourself sane? I cannot say that legally. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Before the world caught fire, um, we were getting set for WrestleMania week, and it'd be wrong if we didn't get you on and, and talk about For the Culture, who started the conversation. It was like me and Brett Lauderdale, because Brett was like, hey, what do you think about like an all-black show? Would, that, would people just like shit on that? Like, no. Why the fuck would they shit on that? You can have all these other, like, like specific type shows, whether it be an LGBTQ show or, like, a Lucha show. You can have all these different shows where you're using really one specific type of person. Like, why the fuck would it be a fucking problem? It won't be a fucking problem. It really won't. Everyone will like Like, no one's going to think it's a problem. Because you really, all you're, you're not you're not trying to fucking capitalize off a group of people. What you're trying to do is highlight a group of people. It's not it's not a it's not a money grab. It's especially in this case, it's not a fucking money grab. It's us saying, hey, we've been damn fucking good. We're gonna fucking show you we're damn fucking good. And you know what you're gonna think after? These motherfuckers should have been up there at the top of every fucking major card possible we were just too fucking blind and ignorant to see it right now that's that's really the way i think about it last week we had roy johnson on the podcast roy was talking about everything pattern it was the same general print like the general concept like i knew of that before i even got the idea for the culture because like when i first announced it he was like he said something i was like i'm following your footsteps right now we got to do one over here because I knew he did that in the UK, I think it was a couple months before. And I was like, fuck, that's a fucking, that's a beautiful thing. It was it was a beautifully received show. He had this dream card that he kept in his wallet of all these people that he wanted, of people of colour from the UK that he wanted on this show. And when he came to bring this to life, all but one were available. And he said, that's the problem. The fact that I had this card in my in my wallet for, for months and months and months on end. And when we come to book the show, everybody I want isn't working and can do it. And it's almost a case of that should have been trickier to do. And it comes back to this a discussion that you've had a lot about a a representation or a lack thereof of people of color in professional wrestling. Really, I think where the lack of representation comes in wrestling is that it's ran by people that don't feel the same struggles as, like, say, a me or a Darius Lockhart or a Roy Johnson. They don't feel that struggle because they've never been through it. They don't understand it. They will never have to deal with it in their entire life because they're not a part of what we go through. As, like, black people in the world we can only talk we can only truly feel about what we go through and then like we're getting told to do things by white people we're getting told to think certain ways by white people well how the fuck are we gonna know how to think that way and how the fuck do you have the right to tell us to think that way when you know good and goddamn well we've never fucking dealt with any fucking thing like that honestly i think it needs to be more like african americans or just just black people in higher powers like we do need more black-owned companies, just like in every sports organization. There needs to be more black-owned teams. There needs to be more black-owned. It needs to be more black-owned because you're never going to have, as, as, most, as fucked up as this is, no matter how progressive it gets, you're never going to have a person that's not black thinking about the best interest of black the speaking out movement took over wrestling last month and, and you became a, an example of when it goes 
for lack of a better term, when it when it goes the wrong way. A lot of important conversations that need to happen, but then in amongst that, you'll have people who will use that movement for their own personal vendettas. And I feel like you became a victim of that during speaking out. Uh, it wasn't really during speaking out that I like. It was, it was during me saying what was actually a fact. People didn't like the way the fact sounded, so they would. And did I say stupid shit as a fucking teenager? Yes, 100% I did. I owned up to it. And like, yeah, it happened. And I'm a completely different person. I'm not the same person. I don't do that shit anymore. I don't fucking say that shit. I understand the consequences of saying shit like that. But like, you could see people wouldn't do that in any other normal circumstance because, oh, he's just being a good black guy just fucking just tweeting about bullshit, just ignoring all the other problems in life. Yeah, he's okay, he's okay. But, like, when I speak up for something that's a real problem, they will try to drag me down because they don't want to see that problem being brought to the fucking table. I'm going against their favorite company, or I'm going against what they always believed in. Well, sometimes what you believed in is a fucking fallacy, and you have to look at the fact. You gotta fucking... The, just pull your mind away from that fucking stupid fucking opinion you're having and just look at the fucking fact. And when you look at the fucking fact, it might be a whole lot different than you ever fucking thought. And that's where I think a lot of that shit came from. How do you find the energy to keep to keep pushing and speaking your truth when so many people, as you say, are, are trying to pull you down and undermine you? Well, I had a lot of people stand up for me. And I also... I also completely unplugged from all social media and I was just like, you know, I just don't want to fucking see this. I'll go back when I am mentally capable to go back right now. But right now, I don't want to fucking see it. Do not fucking care to look at it. I mean, usually I don't fucking pay attention to social media shit because it's all fucking stupid. Just fucking turn it off, man. Just turn it off. Just don't look at like. That's uh, that's also another problem with people. Like everyone wants to say, everyone wants to say something about every little thing, man. Like, but like sometimes you can just put your phone down and go outside, and your day won't end up bad. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over twenty years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You have such a unique return to wrestling because it was on the on the same day you had a, a death match. You were in a car accident. At my first match back, I had a car. Your accident. first match back. I apologize. <laughs> what was your mindset going into that first match back? Having I get to be- wrestle again. Let's fucking go out here and kill it. I might be a little sore, but fuck, I'm always a little sore. Let's fucking go. How did it feel back in the ring after several months hurt. away? It fucking hurt. It, it felt good mentally, but God bless. That fucking shit hurt. Woo, that shit hurt. Is there any advice you can give? Because there'll be people listening to this, or wrestlers listening to this, who, who haven't returned to wrestling yet. Any advice you can give them from somebody who's had their Bro, first match take back? Take fucking Tylenol. <laughs> do something. <laughs> Fuck, because that shit's going to fucking hurt. Boy, that shit's going to fucking hurt, dog. Oh, because when you hit that mat the first time, your back going to be like, ah. Yeah, that shit's going to fucking hurt, bro. Like, hell no, nah, get ready. That, that ring about to fuck you up. <laughs> Talk to us about your death match, talking about things that hurt, because because that has happened recently. Might have God, the same. All that shit was fine up until that fucking gusset plate touched my skin, and boy, that shit that shit fucking sliced me like a fucking steak. Oh shit, man, that shit. The gusset plate. Oh fuck that. The glass uh, barbed wire wasn't bad. The the tubes weren't bad. Everything went bad, but that fucking gusset plate fucking sucks of all the things all the weapons in that match that you were sort of mentally prepared for the gusset plate wasn't one of them no not at all it fucking holds <laughs> together wood i'm like damn it can't be that bad it touched me i was like oh it was that bad I thought it was gonna stick in my head but it was just like fell on out and when it fell on out like i had a fucking little fucking blood squirt it was like, it's like fucking squirting out my head it's like it was like, I can see it. I'm like, ah, shit, that fucking hurts so bad. And then I look down, I look back up. I'm like, I can't fucking see because there's so much blood in my eyes. Uh, immediately after the match, um, how did you feel? I was like, shit, someone give me a fucking beer, man. Fuck. I deserve a fucking drink right now. They're like, yeah, you got to wash off. I'm like, shit, you're right. But damn, someone give me a fucking drink, man. Black Label Pro returning soon as well. Yeah, August 22nd, Effie and fucking Gangrel. Effie and Gangrel is what I've said. I don't know if that's the main event, because you never know with Mikey. You fucking book these long-ass cards. You'd be like, damn, which all these could be main events, but damn. One of them going on first. The other one's going on fifth. Oh, the main event is going on 18th. Tell us a bit about Black Label Pro, because uh, that, that feels like a special place for you. Yeah, I mean, I've been around since like they first fucking started. It's, like, it's just like, that felt like a fucking helped out so much to like help it get to where it's fucking where it's at now which is super fucking cool to think about is there anything in the next six months you'd like to do at blp fuck win the belt i want that belt i want to fucking carry that belt and like i want to have photo ops with a bunch of like fucking models where they're holding my belt and like that would be fucking sick (laughs) just before we get to your final match uh, as well as picking through wrestling matches i like to spring this on people you're also allowed to take with you um, a movie an album and a luxury item. So, if I was to say to you, AJ, you can take an, uh, a movie with you to watch on the island, what's the first movie on the top of your head that you would take? 
Super bad. Have you seen the fucking movie Super Bad? It's just fucking hilarious. It's fucking funny. It's fucking it fucking rules. Of course, he changed his fucking name to McLovin. He's a twenty five year old fucking organ donor from Hawaii with one fucking name. <laughs> That's the fucking greatest shit ever. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take super. We're gonna take super bad. How about an album? Uh, it's dark and hell is hot by DMX. Legally, I can't say. I've done a lot of things with that album playing in the background, and yeah, that that fucking speaks to my soul. Favorite song from the album and most significant song from the album? What would they be? Damien, because he's talking with the fucking devil, and I feel that shit like. He's talking to his own demon, like his own demons leading him down the wrong path, even though he thinks it's the right path. He's trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to like advance his life by working with the fucking devil. But he doesn't know the devil. So it's just like, I can relate to shit like that. Do you think you've had a conversation with the devil? Every day inside my own head. How do they normally go, those conversations? He's like, damn, I really need to do this one thing. I know it might not be the right thing to do in some people's eyes, but in my eyes, I'm like, fuck, I really got to do it. And like, fucking, you do it. And sometimes you feel bad about doing that, and other times you fucking, you're like, all right, I guess it wasn't that bad. Fuck, I'm going to keep doing shit like this. Is there ever any something that you've done, and obviously within the within the legal eyes of the law, something that you've, that you've fundamentally thought this is the wrong, or, or you thought people will see this as the wrong thing to do, but you know it's the right thing to do? Yeah, I do it every day of my fucking life. I just can't talk about it. <laughs> all right, fair enough. So we've had a movie, we've had an album. What about a luxury item? So this could be something that you, that you like to have that just, whether it's a creature comfort from home, Home, whether it's just something it's that you like an xbox your it's xbox. An xbox it's an xbox and somehow i'm gonna have some fucking internet on the goddamn island <laughs> i am not gonna sit there bored as fuck what are we playing on the xbox at the moment oh right now madden i'm just i just be playing madden by myself because i don't fucking feel this shit like that shit fucking hurts <laughs> are you gonna get the new xbox i don't know man i'm thinking about the ps5 too man i'm fucking Fuck, I might, I might have to make some plays to kind of get both, but like, fuck, I want to, but I also want that PS5. PS5 looks massive, though. I don't know whether you've seen the pictures of it. It looks huge. But the Xbox looks like a fucking... It, Xbox looks like the Mecca. It looks like Mecca. <laughs> That's true, actually. You are used to bigger machines. Like <laughs> the old Xbox was like a doorstop. It was massive. I got. I still got that bitch in my room right oh, now. Oh, get it. Is it a doorstop or not? No, it's fucking... <laughs> We've teamed up with Audible to give you a free audiobook. Head over to audible.com forward slash cultaholic right now. Pick yourself a book. I've said it a couple of times, but genuinely, my favorite wrestling book of all time is The Death of WCW. If you wanted to check it out, it's on us. Sign up for a free 30-day trial, even if after 30 days you don't fancy sticking around with Audible. You can cancel and you keep the book. Audible.com forward slash cultaholic. You've said you're keen to work in England. Am I right? I don't want to be, like, really negative about this, but, like, uh, is there places to work there now? Because I know a lot happened. The ground's a bit scorched at the moment. I mean, with the fucking WUK, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then just, like, everything that's happened is just like, whoa! Like, it would be lovely to go over there and wrestle, but, like, 
is that even a, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I don't no, mean to no, be dis- no, honestly, no disrespect meant at all, sir. I'm, I'm just looking at it from, like, my perspective, just like, Jesus fucking Christ, is that even a thing anymore right now? It will be. Before all this, before all this went off, um, what was it that drew drew what was it that, that drew your eye to to the English scene? Oh it was like fucking so many dudes that could fucking go. Just like it was a lot of wrestlers who were good wrestlers. I didn't know any of them. I clearly didn't know any of them personally. But fucking just like nah, it's just so many people come from over there that were fucking just like amazing in ring. Go so many different ways with them in the different mat. Like you could do so much you could just you could do so much with that. What's great is that over here like the, the 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 scene is built on world of sports style which is that sort of ground actually, actually from like the outsider's point of view like it's actually not world of sports style because we're i would honestly like if i was a uk wrestler i would try to stylize myself off of that but if like you were a traditional world of sport wrestler over there now you would stick out like a sore thumb because it seems like more UK wrestling is like a junior heavyweight strong style. It's yeah, guys like Pete Dunne and and Tyler Bate have, have, have paved the way with that sort of thing. But what's always nice is that when we talk about and like English, a lot of the redacted people that I won't say their names because yeah. they just went through a lot, they stylize themselves after those patterns. That's true. That's true. It's an evolving thing, but it's always it always warms my soul when um like we've had um Colt Cabana and Sugar Dunkerton on this podcast before and and they've both thrown back to World of Sport matches when they've picked Oh now World of Sport I would love for them to go back like I want to see me a fucking Iron Fist. I want to see me a Clive Myers around right now. Fucking Iron Fist is literally my favorite fucking World of Sport guy ever. Hands down. Like he was, I loved him more than I liked Fit Finley. Dave Taylor, Regal, Norman Smiley, fucking Clive Myers should have been a fucking megastar. I liked him more than Robbie Brookside. Like, man, I like Clive Myers like more than I like Johnny Storm and Jody Flush. And that's saying a lot because I love Jody Flush. I love him as a person. I love him as a wrestler. Like, literally, like, a lot of us, like, we watch a lot of wrestling. That's why we, like, that's why we take this shit so close to heart because we, like, we, we, invested so much of our own time into seeing like other styles and other people and new matches and clive myers always fucking catches my attention dog he's fucking dope we'll look at the england thing when when the world's not on fire i think that's a fair thing to say uh we've got one more wrestling match for your dvd aj what would you like your third and final match to be doug furnace and phil uh dan crawford at the time Versus uh, Kenta Kobashi and Kikuchi. I can't say his first name. But it was fucking all Japan for the the tag titles. And that honestly was the biggest crowd. Because it was in Kikuchi's hometown. And yo, man. like you, you, That's just one you can't describe it like. You have to watch that match to see that crowd. Because anytime Kobashi and Kikuchi do anything offensively that crowd goes bananas like everyone's like oh japan's a respectful crowd if you would have watched that fucking match you would not think that you would think they're a fucking old territory crowd i think i was just like i think i was talking to someone there like this is the best tag match that's ever been i'm like what no way and i watch it i'm like this is literally the greatest tag match that's ever fucking been a thing there's never been a greater tag team match than this match right here uh phil uh doug Furness and um 
and Dan Crawford. Well, well, we know that there would be a, a WWF run in there as well, and they just yeah, never really seemed to click. I mean, they didn't click with the WWF crowd, but literally every other crowd, they're like, whoa, these motherfuckers are insane. Because, like, Doug Furness legitimately is, like, one of the world's strongest humans to ever fucking live. And he is, like, so dumb athletic. Like, he's doing drop kicks, doing backflips, and landing on his feet at 270 pounds. And he's, like, 5'10". He's built like a literal tank. He's, like, he, he, he squatted, like, fucking... A, 900 pounds for reps on tv so it's a really fun match it's on youtube you can actually watch the whole thing now from may 25th 1992 the cr- the crowd reaction like it's 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 a it's a good it's a really good wrestling match but just to see the emotion invested from the paying audience that's what i was talking about like emotion from the audience makes a match sometimes that is a perfect example because that shit was fucking crazy it was fucking crazy and we're at a point now where you're back in front of live crowds as well where can people find out all about what you're up to aj gray uh you can follow me on twitter at rich homie juice or you can follow me on instagram at rich homie juice you cannot be my friend on facebook because i don't want to be friends with you on facebook if i don't hang out with you in real life or i don't know you don't fucking find my facebook I'm not going to accept your friend request. No, don't even attempt it for a joke. It's not even funny. What are you looking forward to in the ring over the next couple of months? Anything exciting happening that you know of? Uh, I want to fucking win the GCW title back. Fuck Shane Page. I want my fucking belt back. He's quit being a bitch. Can we have that by the end of the year, please? All right, fuck you. need to have it by the end of the fucking day. Fuck that. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.